Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Robson Civil. Over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au 7-Eleven. Hot food, hot and ready near you. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Crunch Time, brought to you by 7-Eleven. You're never far away from 7-Eleven's classic, slow-cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasta. I can tell you this, coming out from Four Pines last night, I may have dived into the classic, slow-cooked Australian beef pie. It was absolutely beautiful. No sauce, a little bit tricky to do while you're driving. That's okay. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network, including 1170 SEN in Sydney. 16.20am on the Gold Coast on your digital radio in Brisbane on SENQ as well as the listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. You can download the app anytime you like and for those on Android, you can pick us up on Spotify. We welcome our man from the Sydney Morning Herald. He's the Chief League reporter, Adrian Prezenko, two-time Walkley Award winner, well and truly on his way to his third and fourth one. How are you? Yes, good afternoon. G'day, Joel, James, everyone. Uh, the great Adrian is here. Now, so too... Uh, I don't like to do this, uh, but the man they're calling the maestro on the Matty John's uh, Morning Glory show. Uh, how are you, Seal, by the way? Very, very well. Very well. <laughs> yep, that's okay. Well, you've got here James Magnuson, the missile. He said, still the fastest man ever in a textile suit. However, stand by, punters. There's a claim. A bloke last night in Kelowna in Canada. He's claiming it. He's claiming that he is now the fastest in a textile suit. It was downhill. It was hand-timed. And he had a big breeze behind his back for both laps. Uh, former Port Macquarie Shark, James Magnuson, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Joel. I'm feeling uh, I could go back-to-back wins this week over my co-host. Yeah. Adrian Prezenko, Parramatta fan. Oh, you did. Smashed yeah. him last week. You're a Tigers fan, Bulldogs, yeah. Tigers this week. Only how 30 that seconds in on already. He's rubbing yeah. it in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One game. One yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're off the bottom of the ladder now. Yeah. I tell you what, I have been the number one, the number one antagonist when it comes to stupid buy points. Like, I, I honestly, in my head, cannot understand why we have them. Like they, they make absolutely zero sense. <laughs> and I've been searching the globe to find a reason why do we give out stupid buy points. Uh, to give you an idea, when we have these abbreviated rounds, we only have four games, right? In a normal round, we give away 16 points. That's what's up for grabs in a normal round with eight games. In a buy round, we have four games and we give away 24 bloody points, which <laughs> makes no sense to me until this week arrived. And I realised, ah, that's why we give buy points away. You know why we do it? Because without with the stupid moronic buy points, Tigers would be last. We're not last. Yeah. Saved yep. by the buy points. Mm. Yep, you have been. Uh, how are you feeling going into the Bulldogs does, game? Does, does this end your crusade as well with the buy, yeah, buy points uh, now? I, I, but honestly, for the last time, like, why do we do it? Like, what In what world does it make any kind of sense <laughs> to have it? It makes no sense. It is so stupid. We should, we should put a challenge to our listeners. Can you find another competition where they give out buy points? Yes. 
or are we the only competition in the world that does it? It is so stupid. It may, there is no reason to have it. I'll tell you what is up there with being silly. Manly last night, we called the game. We'll get into that they game a little silly. bit longer. You <laughs> kick, so, yes, they did the right thing. There's a penalty on the bell, right? So you kick for touch and you get it right on the 40. Couldn't be in a better scenario. So here we go. Down by two, all Daily Cherry. I don't even think you have to tap it. Daily Cherry Evans has to stand on the 40, take the two-point field goal with no pressure at all. But what they do instead, Manly, Morgan Harper takes the tap, sends it back seven metres to Daly Cherry Evans, and now he's got a 47-metre field goal under pressure. Just take the tap yourself, Daly, or take the <laughs> kick 40 metres out without pressure versus 47 with pressure. Do the math. That's on the same page as stupid buy points. That's Thoughts. pretty smart from you. That's not bad. So what, does what? the kick count as the I believe I believe the kick does count, but even if it doesn't, a quick tap by yourself, take the thing. So why why have the pass? And A, if you're going to get someone to do the pass, maybe get the dummy half to give pass the ball, not a bloke who passes once a game. What about the pass to Morgan Harper for him to do the tap? Like it's gone over his head. He yeah. had to rush back and sort of fumble and it's let the Cowboys set their defensive line. So it's made it harder uh, against still. I love that for Manly. <laughs> no, but I... I I'll tell you what, boys, I went to nine schools and still didn't make it to 12. <laughs> but if there's an IQ test, I'll run 0.5. And I hate the fact that this game of ours, there's a lot of smart people, but we keep representing ourselves as idiots with doing things like that. Well, look, your IQ might not be the lowest in the NRL, even if it is 0.5, uh, just quietly. Top 0.5, yeah. Might mind. not be the lowest in the room either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plenty to talk about, boys. Um, I'll tell you what, let, let's start with things a little bit lighter. I'll tell you what caught my attention. Uh, leaving this great show last week. So it is within the seven-day window. I go to uh, – a mate of mine's just had a baby, and, and so I'm going to drop in and have a beer with him and go to the pub. And and uh, this bloke comes running up to me. And, and people love to show me their winning multis, right? And he says, mate, can I show you what my girlfriend did? She turned five bucks into four and a half grand. I said, wow, that's good. He said, yeah, we're going to New Zealand. Uh, looking forward to that. I said, what has she done? Sorry. Yes, I can say that. Uh, I said, what has what she done? So anyway, um, he shows me the thing. And, and his bet was, it was, who did the Titans play last? South. South. Yeah. Yep. So his bet was South City to win. Yeah. Alex Johnson to score two or more. Yeah. Tino for Saw Muller. Are we? to score two or more. That is a bizarre bet. Mm. Well, it's a bizarre bet, right? Five bucks turns into four and a half. Wow. And he said, you know the beautiful thing about this? I said, how did she get Tino? Tino only played half the game. Yeah. Um, He said, I'll tell you why this bet won and how he got this. He said, when my girlfriend put it on, right, he said, she loves Alex Johnson, right, and she absolutely loves the hammer, Amiso Tabuai Fado. And she thought Tino Fasumala Awi was the hammer. So when, <laughs> so when she put the bet on in her head, she's backing the speedster Hamiso yeah, Tagwai yeah, Fado. Yeah, yeah. But unbeknownst to her, she's back Tino, who scores two tries and five dollars turns into four and a half, and they're it's on their one way the to New great Zealand. Bets. When he started on the bench, they must have been worried. Oh yeah, because he didn't come on until like the thirty-minute mark or something. So she was cheering the hammer. At what point well, did she realise? Who doesn't either play for either no. team? No, <laughs> that's a beauty, isn't it? That's good. Anything catch your attention this week, boys? What caught my attention this week? Uh, Tony Kemp of SENZ. Oh, SENZ. Yeah. He said that he thinks that Penrith may score 100 points yes. against the Warriors today. <laughs> Have we s- what is the official start for that game? Uh, it, it'd have to mid be. Mid to high 20s. I'll tell you. It'd I'll tell to. you. While you tell us what you, n- you notice this week, I'll tell you what. It's got to be line. injured towards 30, doesn't it? 
It would have to be. It'd have yep. to be some sort of record, I reckon. There, I'll tell you what, I've never 27 seen... 27 and a half. 27 and a half. That's uh, not generous enough. No. Nah. nah, I think it should be more. Wow. And what about the uh, Dragons were racing the clock there for a while too, weren't they? Yeah. Well, that... It's it's just been an exciting time for uh, players getting hooked. Like all the talk about yeah. uh, Redmayne and Matty Ryan and the the Socceroos, uh, everything that's happened there. But what about uh, poor old Lachlan Ilias? What there's 51 minutes to go in the game, yeah. And I can understand like they're they're down almost 32 nil, and the coach is thinking Dimitri is probably going like I'm going to spare him. I don't want him to be a part of this. But I think it's more humiliating getting hooked yeah. than it is not being on the field when things are going really badly. Totally agree because it points out that you're the problem, doesn't it? That's what yep. it looks like. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Have but you ever been hooked? Shit, yeah. Really? <laughs> hey, we played um, – we, okay, we were playing uh, Manly one day, and I think it was Leichhardt, and I'd been out for six weeks. And what was happening towards the end of the year, Corey Pearson, right, we'd drive together, and he'd say during the week, he goes, do you want to go for one, right? And – as it turns out, we actually never in our lifetime went for one. It was always more, right? So this one becomes six or eight. Anyway, I was coming back playing reserve grade the next day or something. I'm so yeah. embarrassed to tell this, by the way, because I was quite <laughs> professional at one point. And the morning of the game, Tim Sheens rings me. He says, mate, um, you can have a sleep in because uh, you're playing first grade tonight. And I went, oh, Right. I said, uh, <laughs> where are you going to play me? He said, oh, mate, I've always thought you'd make a good dummy half. Oh, so it's gone from no. A, I'm not playing. Yeah. So A, I'm feeling a bit dusty. Wow. B, I was playing reserve grade, which you could sort of cruise through. Yeah. Now I'm playing first grade, so that's a problem. And now I'm playing the most arduous position on the game, which is dummy half. Hooker. Yes. Against who? Manly. Oh, God. Had you ever played hooker before? <laughs> Never in my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I go to, So this is what happens. So Des Hasler, quite smart. First set, right? Every single run is at me, right? <laughs> so my Chiminda is hanging out big time. So we get the ball. This is our first set with the ball. And there's like a minute 30 on the clock. And so I get the dummy half, pass it, and it's like throwing a brick. The next play, boy, and by the third play, Mark O'Neill is pushing me to dummy half. Oh. We kick. Someone finds touch. Have the scrum. Come out of the scrum. First scrum, first scrum I've ever been in and only. And there's an interchange card. <laughs> After about two and a half minutes, Kane off. Done. Oh, I lasted about wow. two and a half minutes. That's my wow. my career at hooker. Wow. Um, yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. By the way, our best contributor via call or text today will win a Dometic Thermo bottle. Dometic has you covered with their drinkware range. You can fuel your adventure with Dometic drinkware. Speaking of that, um, and similar shenanigans. And again, so embarrassed to tell this story. Last game of the year, we're playing Parramatta one year. Uh, I think it was out at Parramatta Stadium. And at halftime, one of the boys, given it's our last half, he's sort of jokingly around, tips out, you know, the tray of water bottles that you have? Yeah. He tips out one of the water bottles and he fills it up with beer, right? Yeah. So what I'd typically do, and I forget about that, and there's about two minutes to go, and I've got this kick from the touchline to either draw the game or win the game. And what I would do, Andrew Leeds would come up with the tray and I'd grab a bottle and I'd normally splash my face with it, right? Yeah. And so there's two minutes to go in this game. I've sort of got the water bottle, splash my face on it, and there's... It's the one with the beer, the which beer. I forgot about, right? <laughs> Kick the goal, so I'm up and about. I said, Leeds, give me that bottle back, right? And there's about 30 seconds left in the season. Bang, big swig, and away we go. So it's just it's just <laughs> changed how things would happen back in the day. Early start to Mad Monday. Early start, yeah. that's exactly right. Talking about the hooking, do you reckon they hooked the right half in that game? Like Cody Walker had the angry pants on, yeah, but yeah. he was so off his game. Like sometimes I feel like, just chill out. 
and focus on the football part of it. Yeah. Is anyone missing Adam Reynolds more oh. than Cody Walker? Because Adam Reynolds was the calming voice that had, you know, when he was, you know, fighting with his teammates, fighting with the opposition, looking for blues that didn't exist. Yeah. And got him focused on football. And now, I mean, Walker Lanillis can't be expected to be that way, especially when he's not on the field. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it's his, his game's deteriorating. Cody Walker last year would have been what? Top five players in the comp, easily. like particularly oh, leading easily. into that grand final. Yeah, easy. he was top on three. fire. Yep, he wouldn't be in the top twenty now. The thing is, it's not just Adam Reynolds because they lose Jaden Sewer, they lose Dane Gagai, they lose Benji Marshall would be bloody handy for him. Yep. Or, or twenty twenty one Benji Marshall would be handy yeah. for South right now. So the, the, you lose Wayne Bennett. It, it's very intriguing to see how this rest of the season pans out for South, isn't it? it? Isn't it funny? Like when things go wrong, they go terribly wrong. Like even yeah. Cameron Murray, who I can't remember ever seeing him miss a tackle, missing a tackle that leads to a try. Yeah. And again, like there's, you know, extenuating circumstances. Like he's played three games in eight days. Like he'll never miss a tackle like that again. But even the the guys that hold that are the gold standard, like they all sort of fall apart when when things go wrong. Yeah. yeah. It, it's fascinating. Um, and this is where, and I thought this would happen. I actually said at the time. So after about, this is probably about round six, perhaps, and Adam Reynolds has had a blinder and everyone is putting the slipper into South. You know, why'd you let Reynolds go? Blah, 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 blah. And I thought, hang on, we're six games into a three-year contract, you know, which is the best part of 70-plus games. Yeah, I'm not certain that they've made the wrong decision. I'm not certain they've made the right decision. But uh, now you're already starting to see the narrative spin back the way of South, where he's been missing a few games, Adam Reynolds. And now people are saying, have South done the right thing? So it's funny how people are all down the path one way saying, worst decision of all time. Now they're all down the path. So where are we? Is it a good signing for the Broncos? It is a bad release for South? What, what is it? We, we won't know for three years. Yeah. So we we, we yeah. can judge it at the end of the con- contract rather yeah. than at the start. But the fact that South, uh, sorry, the Broncos are winning games without Adam Reynolds, does that also <laughs> speak to the influence yes. that he has I yes. think so. on that team? What, the, you know how there are some guys like you your Ben Kennedys that that um, come into a team yes. and they become they train at a really high intensity. They make everyone else more professional. Yep, he's Adam Reynolds is that for the Broncos, isn't yep. he? All ships rise with the tide. That, I yep. think that's a very very fair point to uh, have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. By the way, boys, um, Manly. Well, St George Illawarra took eighth spot. Manly at twenty six points to twelve. Temporarily, we're in the top eight. There's always a shooting team. Who, who's the Team flying home to scoop that eighth position. Do South kick back with Latrell? Do Manly find a way? Do Canberra, are they the team who flashes home? Is there another one, the Dragons perhaps? I'll tell you who the concern is. The Roosters, as we speak, aren't in the top eight. They were my pick to win the whole thing. As we speak, They are, yeah. they are in ninth spot. They oh, play the wow. Eels at Parramatta's home ground at Combank tonight without Luke Keary. Wow. All of a sudden, like they're the, I think I'm not, I'm not Robinson Crusoe. A lot of other people were tipping them to, to win the comp. They could be well out of the eight by the end of the day. That's wow. A, that's a huge question. I didn't question. know that. Let's that have is a look massive. at this draw. Yeah, they're ninth. I, I did not know that. I, I think Souths with Latrell will come home with a wet sail. They're just a different team. Um, the Roosters, that's a, that's wild. If they were to miss the eight, I picked them to win the comp as well. I yeah. picked the Cowboys to get the spoon, so yeah. what would I know? <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, uh, next fortnight for the Roosters, Parramatta Penrith. Yes. And I mean, they have the buy. So they get two points, which is uh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, Very handy. until you change the rules. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's so stupid. Uh, one 300 is the way to have your say. Uh, the maestro, here he is. 
So, mate, you played a major hand. I, I saw the ratings for the Morning Glory this week just went through the roof. Uh, Andrew Johns, Matthew Johns, Andrew Webster, and the maestro. It was interesting to the... Um, Have you got your mic on? No, your mic's not working. You used up all your word count uh, on Friday morning. (laughs) Uh, Tell you what, he was a big part of it. He's the man for soccer. He's a round ball. Don't worry about that. Do you have a feature on the... um, the, the show with Simon Hill and the team? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a key feature of that show. Yeah. Talking so. about the round ball. But, yeah. um, no, it was good fun to be in there. Joey's Joey's got so many interesting views on the game. Yeah. And there's so many you just hear and go, I'd never have thought of that in a million years. And it's probably a 50-50 split down the middle whether you t- as to whether you think that's absolute genius or throw that out. Oh, but, I don't know what he thinks about the buy points. Just, yeah. Joey's yeah. That's a good like one, that. actually. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's just, it, it, there is no... But honestly, by the end of the show, if you can give me a valid reason, as, as other than confusing the latter, right, which Tigers, if they're running last, they're running last, but they're not because of the buy points. Mm. Other than confusing the latter, what in the hell do we give buy points for? Um, sorry, Maestro. <laughs> I was done. I'd made my point. Oh. Joey was interesting. Webby's, well, Adrian, you know. Andrew's. Forthright. Forthright. Yes. That's the perfect word to describe Andrew. Yep. And Maddie's controlling the show while, you know. He's a big personality, Matthew. Yeah. And he's fantastic fun to work with. I saw Benny Hogarth. Uh, He produces the show. He was out at uh, Four Pines yesterday. Yeah, he was out with uh, Tony Mestrov. Is that right? Yeah, was there, Having a nice little lunch. Jeez, he's fit. How much weight did he say? He's lost weight. Immense. How much? Uh, Upwards of 20 kilos, I think. Yeah. He's, He's done a transformation. He's looking like a tall, dark, handsome. Yeah. Again, Benny Hogarth. Let's do it a couple... Are we, are we talking about Mestrov or... or? No, 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 no. Oh, right. I was going <laughs> to say, I was gonna say <laughs> let's see what uh, two or three years at Manly does to <laughs> yeah, uh, Tony yeah, Mestrov. Yeah. What's yeah. the run rate there at the moment for CEOs? We've had how many and how many oh, years? I think since the Northern Eagles mm. debacle, I think at my count it's about 13. 13? I think some, something in that vicinity, like a baker's dozen. Yeah. So wow. They're very good at appointing CEOs. They're just not very good at keeping <laughs> them in crazy. the job. Crazy. Uh, now, gentlemen, uh, it is that time of year where we're starting to see a rush before August 1st to switch players. Uh, Luciano Leilua, is he wearing a Cowboys jumper come semi-final time? Yeah, absolutely. So that was a really interesting one because, and I spoke to Luciano on Tuesday, the Tigers released him on Tuesday and announced the release uh, on Tuesday as well, but the Cowboys at that stage hadn't signed him. So they're thinking, well, why should we sign him? Because he's not going to play this game against Manly. He's not going to play the following weekend because of the representative round where, and he intended to play for Samoa. And Todd Payton was sitting there thinking, well, hang on, why sign him at all? Why don't we wait until he gets through that representative round? Because if he does his ACL, what's the point of us having, you know, uh, blown the rest of our salary that, money for what, the year? Is that the hold-off? That's, that's why it's there was a hold-off. Rude. So yesterday... Luciano made the decision to pull out of the Samoan test and then the Cowboys have signed him. Oh, they have signed him. So he is now officially, as we speak, a Cowboy. And that's what the delay was about. There was talk that it was salary cap related. It was none of that. They were just thinking, what what happens if we sign him and then he Mm. does a serious injury in the test match? So the Tigers have been an easy sort of uh, pot shot. So were they in their right to announce the... they no, had released no, but, him. But he di- he wanted to go. Yeah. He didn't want to be there, so they released him. He's yeah. off the books. There's no point paying him. He, yeah. he wasn't going to play this weekend. So the Tigers did the right thing, and I think the Cowboys did the right thing in deciding not to sign him until 
they realised they were getting him yeah. without that, that threat of injury hanging over him in a game that didn't concern them. But people are up in arms saying, oh, the Tigers have pulled the trigger early. Cowboys haven't even signed him. But that's not the Tigers' that's problem. That's not the Tigers' problem. No, he, yeah. he wanted a release and they gave him one. Yeah, no so, the end of section. So, he's, so he's off the books and they're saving money. So oh. they're free to tweet away and say he's been releasing all, all the best because that's what happened. We don't care yep. whether you're gone to the Cowboys or Correct. Timbuktu. I have a question that you'll probably know the answer to, Adrian. They keep saying the Tigers free up cap space. Is that money that they can use on next year's salary cap or are they looking to buy someone this year? They could use that this year if they so chose, yeah. but given where they sit at the table and what's yeah. available, there's not a lot of upside in buying it now. So they can prepay someone, for instance. Ah. So instead of paying an existing player or their money, they can pay them more if, if there's someone needs an upgrade or they can potentially okay. prepay them. Front loaded. Okay. Front loaded or yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so, so they can they can manage it in different ways. They don't necessarily have to buy another player to replace him. That's very interesting. Because it was confusing me. I was like, why would Tigers be worried about cap space this year? Like yeah. they're bottom of the ladder. Like it doesn't matter who they buy and who are they going to get for that short period. But that makes sense. So it, it has impact on their cap. Absolutely. How how they choose to spend that money, whether it's now or later, or, or you know, bring up a development player or or use it on someone else. That's totally they could up just them. they could bump Luke Brooks up to one point four maybe. The four bucket only be on a million dollars next year. How's he going to live off a million? No, but just on that, right? And, and this is another thing that I would put. I've said this for ten years. It's manipulating the cap. So if the Tigers or whoever else front load because they can, yep. right? Yeah. you're essentially giving yourself an extra 200000 in next year's cap, which yeah. every other team doesn't do. So yeah. for me, I would make it compulsory. and I'd say to the clubs, listen, you can pay your player however you like. You, you can pay them 200 400 uh, 200 400 and say 300 right? Whatever it is. Yeah. But as far as we're concerned, you've entered this kid in here for 900000 over three years. So whenever you pay them, give it all in the first week, we don't give a rats, they're in the salary cap for $300,000 a year. Front-loading, back-loading is all completely finished. That rort's gone. Why don't mm. they do that? Yeah, it's interesting too that the other fly in the ointment is the player valuation thing that the NRL does. So, for instance, yeah. people are talking about Matt Lodge yes. and where does he end up. Yes, and the NRL is saying, well, you know, this is a player that we value at X amount of money. So he's worth about $200,000 or $20,000 a game yes. until the end of the year. So a club like Parramatta are thinking, well, yeah, it'd be handy to have him as a backup, but we don't want to be paying him that much now. But maybe yeah. in four or five weeks' time, in case, you know, RCG or yeah. Barlow goes down, yes. then we could have it's him like for a, our finals run. Much like Tavita the Panthers Pengai. and Tavita Pengai Jr. Last I don't year. like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. No, but it's a very arbitrary figure. I mean, yeah. what, what's Matt Lodge worth? He's worth whatever anyone's prepared to pay yeah, for yeah, him, isn't yeah. he? But if Matt Lodge is there on grand final day, his notional value is the same whether he started in July or August. But I'd be thinking the same as a club as well. Well, uh, why would why would we be paying? We've only got two hundred thousand or twenty thousand a game, yep. and we've got a hundred thousand in the cap. Which it shouldn't be a hundred thousand in the cap. It should be prorated on the basis of the year. So if you've got one hundred and fifty thousand in your cap, and we're two thirds through the year, yep. well, you've only actually really got fifty thousand in your cap, in my yep. opinion. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. because come grand final day, Matt Lodge, regardless of how much time you've had him all year. He's an $800,000 a year player or whatever that number is. Yeah. So the salary cap shouldn't be what's left. It should be what's left 
divided by how much of the season have we burnt? It gets Thoughts? dicey, doesn't it? He could almost be a million-dollar player if yeah. someone picked him up. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that outrageous? What, what I'd be thinking, if I'm a player at a bottom four club, like actually, let's say a bottom six club, <clears throat> and I'm coming to the end of my contract. This is the end of my contract this year. Yep. Next year, I'm, I'm going elsewhere. If it's coming into this time of the year, I'm saying to my manager, get me out of this contract right now because I'm a chance of being picked up by one of these top four sides and playing in a semi-final series. How many players out there would be agitating for that right now? Like, like a Luciano. Luciano yeah. Lula could be going from the potential wooden spooners to, to a grand potential, final. Potential premiers. Yeah. He, he could win both, couldn't it's he? It's insane. Yeah. So why, why wouldn't someone like him be agitating for a release? And why wouldn't there be a whole list of players yeah. in that, those bottom four? Like if I'm at the Titans right now and I'm, I'm towards the end of my contract, I'm saying to my manager... Get me out of this before August 1st. I want to end up at a semis, a semi-final club. Yep. So I, I actually think um, what happened with Tavita Pengai Jr. last year was farcical. And as it turned it out, he didn't play in the grand final. Unless you have given a player a contract for the following the year. So yep. unless Tavita Pengai Jr. was staying at the Panthers this year, yeah. it is farcical that a player like him can go to the Panthers for a tilt. As we say, rugby league gods intervened and said, well, no, you're not playing he in the was, grand final. He was still a huge part of beating the storm in that course. semi, though. Huge part. It's not it, right, is it? No. Is August too late? Like, is it even yes. if, it yes. was, if yes. you made it June, it's yes. like if all of a sudden Matt Lodge was playing for Parramatta yep. in, in June, you think, well, he's a Parramatta player. Yes. Whereas he he's, hasn't contributed to where you get to, and it's just very opportunistic. When did it become August? I thought it was June 30, end of the financial year. When did it become August? Recently? It was June 30 for yeah. a period of time. I think COVID sort of threw that out a little COVID. bit. Mm. Yeah. But to well, give you an idea, so round round 21, right? So when you get to round 21, 80% of the season, the regular season is done. 80% of the regular season is done. Yeah. And you can go and sign somebody ahead of round 21. Yeah. For five games in the finals. It is stupid, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Was it only changed sense. Was only changed last year, James, with... I've got a news story up here. Was changed exactly as you said, Sugar, back from June 30, which is where it used to be. Should mm. we? I, why have we kept it there? I do like the loan system though, because we would not know, or, or we wouldn't be talking about Harry Grant. Had he wouldn't have had an opportunity to to come out, and it was obviously he was part of that historic swap with Paul Momorowski. Yes. Which worked for both clubs at the time, although yeah. it worked out better for yeah. Harry and the Tigers <laughs> for yeah. a imagine short if, period imagine of time. Imagine if Roosters offered Momorowski a swap for <laughs> Harry yeah. Grant now. Yeah. <laughs> but but we wouldn't be we wouldn't know how good a player yeah, he I was like, because I you wouldn't like have that. had that yeah. opportunity. Like you know, when you're behind Cameron Smith, you're behind Brandon Smith. Yeah. Um, and that gives him an opportunity to develop. Um, it helped the Tigers who didn't have a, a bona fide hooker at the time. Yeah. So I, I think that's still that aspect of it works. Well, and it also helped the Melbourne Storm because they then get a player who's not starting first grade, a bloke who's got a season under his belt and an origin under his belt by then. Yep. So it helped the Melbourne Storm as well. So uh, there's plenty of other clubs who have got some talented players in the wings who could uh, a win-win situation by giving their play. Uh, yeah, we'll go to the text line with a stack of text messages, which we appreciate. Afternoon champions. Oh, WBW. Uh, Flemington race two, number two, Diamonds. Get on, PS. It's good only wearing a mask with the zipper in it. Okay, good on your reptile. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's lovely to hear. I know why he calls himself the reptile now. Yeah, he's an animal. Yeah, he's got a thousand kids. Reynolds' move <laughs> might end up being best for both. He's given the Broncos confidence, and South have 
some great young players coming through. Bronco successes now. South is yet to come, but in three years, they both might see the Reynolds move as positive. That's a very good point too, Daniel, because yeah. blokes like Ilias uh, getting the full season now ahead of their time. Uh, Spanks says on the text line, I want to hear Kane pushing the last set after the siren as hard as the no points for a buy wagon. It's a fantastic idea. Would have been brilliant at the end of the game of the Manly game. Yeah, so my big one is this, where I hate seeing this, where a team earns, and it'd be a flat finish to a grand final state of origin as well. So there's 40 seconds on the clock, you're flicking the ball around, and there's a repeat set earned. So you tackle the player in goal, and then what happens is everyone just stands around and we walk off the field and it's half-time or it's full-time. No, no, make them have the goal line dropout. What do you boys think about that? Yeah, I I don't mind it. Um, I find it frustrating from a punting perspective. Yeah. You know, and you've got something yeah. riding on the game yeah. and, and the team in front just slows down that last couple of minutes, lays down, slow play the yep. ball. And then when they don't have the ball, they hold down and give away deliberate penalties. We because saw last two night. two points, it was happening in the yeah, uh, origin. Colin Hess, they just I, punted him I, last I'll night. I'll tell you what it fixed that. You do it like a rugby phase where, where you actually have to play out that set of six. Correct. That's the answer. So yep. all of a sudden, Isaiah Yo yep. stretching out isn't the end of origin one. Oh, that, that would have been you good. Get to, that you get to play out that entire set. Correct. That That's the answer. So when they're purposely doing it, because they don't give a rats if they give two points away. Yep. Right? They no. just want to protect They're the up six. by more than two. Yeah. Yep. yep. They did it. Queensland did it to New South Wales. That is yep. the answer. You have to let them go some kind of signal, regardless whether there's 10 seconds left. If it's tackle two, you've got the whole set in front of you. We've solved a lot of the yep. rugby league's problems, haven't we, already? Certainly. I yeah. feel like Joel needs to get onto the board of the NRL or something like that. Australian like Rugby League Commission board. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we should start some sort of petition. There'd be no buys. There'd be rugby phases. <laughs> yeah. <there'd> be... <laughs> 100%. Uh, the might be th- second time he gets hooked in his career. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 another little thing I'd be doing too, like, are we wearing numbers for positions or we're not? So are we going to let people wear 23, 21, 64? Or if we're not, let's wear positions. So if you're a left winger, you wear two. If you're a left centre, you wear three. Because teams don't know. People don't know when you talk left, centre, right. You have to look in the program. Number two, we should know, is a left winger. These days, two or five either side, three or four either side. Yeah. When did that swap? Because it confuses me sometimes. Like, again, talking from punting, I'm like, who's playing on the left wing? That's right. And and then... It's wrong. That's right. Yeah. So little things like, like, are we wearing numbers in position or we're not? Like, let's just get a bit fair dinkum. So there's no late, late shuffle, shuffle, reshuffle of the lineup. You have to play if you're named there? Yeah. No, if clubs are seen to be playing ducks and drakes all the time mm. for integrity yeah. of the game and they keep doing this, they'll say, hey, mate, 16 times this year your club has changed yeah, what you've yeah. published. You, yeah. You've said on the team sheet an hour out that they're playing left, but Joe Sawali's on the right, for example. And Cotter keeps lining up in number 10. Yeah. But is taking the kickoff run. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when they the two front rowers stand back, it's Taumalolo and McLean. Correct. But Cotter's wearing the number 10. And, and why it, for the third week in a row is Jacob Kiraz named on the wing? Yeah. We, we, the whole world knows he's playing centre. But really? Uh, we're going to trick the Tigers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Noddy, Noddy doesn't, can't see that coming. Uh, yeah, anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Again, it's stupid. Let's fix this stuff up. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. The Missile Magnuson, Adrian Prezenko, uh, Joel Kane here, and of course yourself, but most importantly, the Maestros here as well. A break and back with more. 
Uh, yes, uh, I was just talking to the boys off air. Fletch has got me on to a podcast called The Glitch uh, to do with an ATM where this bloke just keeps getting money out of it to the tune of about $1.6 million. Um, so there you go there. This is Crunch Time All Thanks to 7-Eleven and 7-Eleven's classic slow-cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasty. Speaking about glitch, well, The Glitch 2 happened last night. Seagulls 26 led the Cowboys 12. <laughs> you couldn't believe it, could you? You just... Couldn't believe what you're seeing. I love it when these sort of things happen to those sort of teams, like Parramatta <laughs> last week, Manly yeah. this week. Keep it coming. I love it. Three tries in four minutes. So they, they needed uh, three tries in seven or eight minutes, right? To, seven to, minutes 30, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. But when the Cowboys, and we called the game for SEM, when they had scored the third try, we basically declared the victory, but they got the points so quick. There was actually time for the yeah. Seagulls to come back. Yeah. Yeah. It was... An amazing game of footy, wasn't it? And you would have thought that with game managers like Daly Cherry Evans, Kieran Foran, that they just put that thing to sleep, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And, and then there was that sort of pass from the scrum that they hit the deck and it was, you know, they should have just been winding down the clock at that point. Uh, I reckon it was the best performance I've seen this year for a player in a beaten side, Lachlan Croker. Lachlan Croker. He was outstanding. Yeah, he was good. I've I've often said... That's the one piece of the puzzle that Manly are missing is a top-line dummy half. But he did everything last night. I think they were saying he scored something like 100 super coach points in a 15-minute period or something. He went 40-20, try assist, try. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, dummy halves at Manly, Manasseh Fainu will get his day in court very soon. Wow. It'll be, yeah, that, that's been a long time coming after the – and I cut, I've written some interesting – Sentences in my journalistic career, but Mormon church dance stabbing um, was probably uh, <laughs> yeah. right up there with the most unexpected. So, is he still contracted to Manly? Yes. Yes. So he's allowed to train with them, right. but not play with them. But so he's, he's training with them currently. But he's had uh, complications with shoulder surgery as well, which have um, limited what he's been able to do. But he will get his day in court. He's pleading not guilty. Um, so potentially, they could have him back on deck for their run home if. If he's acquitted. Wow. That, that's, uh, that, that's a big story. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that for the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, yeah, he was outstanding. Uh, Cowboys threw up a contender for the try of the season. Valentine Home, uh, Holmes, rather. It was, it was a great chase. Saab was coming at him. Uh, yeah. It was a, just a great chase. Cowboys, well, they've been keeping teams to low scores, but this was the, the real challenge for them to say, you know what, they are, they are legit. They are legit, the, the Cowboys, to feature late in this year. Do you boys agree? In yep. in Sydney too. That's been the, the one question mark. Like they've been a couple of top teams now. They beat Parramatta, but they haven't played many teams in Sydney and one in Sydney, and they did that. And the, the manner in which they did it too, coming from behind against Manly, all of a sudden you've got to sit up and take notice. Shout out for Desi Hasler. I was thinking about this last night, boys, about – to me, you know, what makes a coach or a big part of what makes a coach is if you look at the squads, who was that player before they played with that team? And Manly have got a lot of people who, Ola Kawatu, you hadn't heard of. Yeah. Croker, yes, had played a little bit of first grade, but who was he before coming to Manly? Yeah. Des has turned a lot of players on his own. Trent Robinson's done the same. Craig Bellamy, who was Ryan Pappenhausen? Who was Jerome Hughes? Yeah. Who was Cameron Munster? Before... Before that coach, you didn't know them. So for me, that's a really good sign of a good coach. Do you boys agree? Yeah. Do you think when you go to, like, is it is it just the coach or is it the whole staff? Like the strength and conditioning, yes. the mindset, the diet. Like, do they turn into a better athlete or just a better football player? Um, I've never really 
seen, you know, back a house of a football club, but how much of that is turning them into a better athlete as well as a NRL player? It's, if, it's everything. If you go through that Manly side, you'd be stunned by how many players have been in the Parramatta system. And in the last five or six years, they have pinched some of their best. Like yep, really? Guys, yep, absolutely. Guys like Saab, Schuster, uh, Ola Kawatu, um, a lot of them weren't wanted. Yep. Didn't get any love uh, going, going through the Parramatta Junior Nursery. And they have targeted them and turned them into really good footballers. Yeah, well, that's the key. Uh, And people will say Melbourne over the cap, jokingly, you know, Roosters over the cap, jokingly. But, you know, who were these players before they played first grade? Most of those players. We hadn't heard of Victor Radley beforehand. We hadn't heard of Satili Tupanil beforehand. We hadn't heard of... So it is testament to the identification the, the culture that teams are, are most certainly providing. Speaking about culture, new boys were talking about the influence of Adam Reynolds. Um, he, well, the Broncos led 18 points to six. He was not playing Adam Reynolds. Yeah. He was not playing. Uh, the Melbourne Storm, 16 points to six. They were down, but Hughes and Munster, the halves are flying. I'm convinced, boys. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced the Melbourne Storm are the Premiers this year. It's an early crow. Yeah, Very early. Yeah. I've known the last five at about this year. Yeah. Um, I'm super, super confident Melbourne will win this comp. I still think we're going to see, you know, Panthers are going to go very close going yeah. to going back to back. They're, they're incredible. I, I think they're one of the best teams to watch. Um, those players coming out of origin, the, the health and fitness of them will be absolutely crucial depending on how how they finish up the season. I kept hearing all week that Pappenhausen was going to play and then they'd consider him for the 14 jersey, but never... Never lined up last no. night. No Pappy. No Pappy. So he's oh, definitely he's out. Oh, he's got COVID. He got COVID, doesn't he? I don't was know. Was it COVID? Sure. I thought he was injured. I think it's COVID. We'll check. I think he might be back next week. We'll check on the yeah, other side okay. of this. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Text line 0457-736-736. We are getting smashed by text. We love those. We will catch up on those uh, very, very shortly. Yeah, welcome back to Crunch Time. The Maestro, Alex Seal panelling. You've got the missile. You've got Adrian Prezenko. I'm Joel Kane. Brought to you by 7-Eleven. You're never far away from 7-Eleven's classic slow-cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasta. You're part of the show. In fact, you are the show. Give us a call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text 0457 736 736. Twitter at 1170. Let's get into some of these text messages, boys. Uh, thank you very much, uh, George from Q. Yes, uh, that's confirmed. Pap has COVID-19, boys. George, I love how you've gone to COVID-19. Um, <laughs> you've specified the 19 part of it. Um, I do love how you've done that. G'day, boys. Uh, tuning in on a Saturday morning while at work. Hope with a few upset, uh, my Titans can get up over the Sharkies. Cheers, Braden from Perth. Yeah, that's a fascinating game, uh, how that plays out. Steve's on the text like line. I chances. No. Uh, hey, man, is Dewey back this week, says the Space Ghost. We spoke to Adam Dewey uh, on – when did we speak to him? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday on the run home was Sats in the chair. Yeah, he will be back, Space Ghost. I wouldn't expect him to play Many big minutes. minutes. No, I don't think so. How, how good do you have to be or where does your standing in the game have to be to come back from injury straight into first grade? Like Latrell won't play any reserve grade. Right? No, no, no. no. At, what, at what point yeah. do you come straight back into first grade? Is like, do we, has he played any reserve grade? No. Nah, so? yeah, straight straight in. in. But it also has to do with where your club's at. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if Dewey's at the Roosters, or not the Roosters this year, actually, if Dewey's at Melbourne, he plays a few reserve grade probably, games. Probably, yeah. you reckon? Yeah, I think so. But but he'll probably ease in and play, you know, 25 minutes of the bench as opposed yeah. to 65 in Reggie's. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, – I, I don't know if there is an equivalent in swimming, but 
playing first grade one week in front of a big crowd at a main stadium, then going and playing reserve grade. Is it like tough mentally? Very tough. Yeah. Very tough. Uh, I've I've done it many times actually. And it's so hard to get up for. It really is. Yeah. Um, uh, Just on, I was only thinking about injuries. What's the number one injury in the pool? Shoulders. Shoulder, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like so I've had a shoulder. shoulder. I've had a shoulder reconstruction. Like mid-swim, um, something will happen, will it? Uh, overuse injury. So you think your shoulders are probably designed to do a number of rotations in their lifetime, right? Yeah, we yeah, probably yeah. go through that in <laughs> a one-year period. Yeah. Um, so it just wears them down and they fall apart. Speaking about warming up shoulders, have, have, I was introduced to this fella last night. He's awesome. He should be on the first plane to Origin. The running guy for the security at uh, Manly. Have you seen him? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Have you not seen him? This guy, right? This this um, uh, security guard, yeah. right? fit as fit as a fiddle, and he goes in stealth mode. Like he's just canvassing the scenario. If, if you want to run onto this field, you're going to cop it. And, and <laughs> he looks like he wants someone to come and take him on. He's super fit, and he gets here about two hours before the game. He's running up and back. He's warming the shoulders up. He's getting up and you've not seen yeah, him. I haven't seen him. Can Mate. I just say? You wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen this because you didn't have any belief in your bulldogs and you didn't go to the game. <laughs> I'm at the game, at the para game. Yeah, there was a pitch invader who went onto the pitch. Yeah, what well, went past the goalpost, did a little lap around, evaded all of the security, jumped back over the fence, climbed up the seats, and went made it to the in, uh, exit. Got away. Actually, I think I think he got did away he? with it. Yeah. Well, and, and this was after spending considerable amount of time on the field, and no one laid a glove on him. Is that right? <laughs> Was that, was that on Monday? Yeah, on Monday. And then after all of that, because we were there well after the game, everyone was out, the ground was closed, and there was five security guards in the middle of ANZ Stadium protecting what? <laughs> no one's <laughs> here. And what are you protecting? Uh, anyway, uh, that's what we need for halftime entertainment at a state of origin. We need the best uh, streaker who escaped versus the running man security guard. That would yeah. be. And they've, yeah. they've, they've, he's protecting some kind of ornament. And the, <laughs> the streaker's got to get there. Uh, we've got to get to a break. Uh, don't forget the Dometic Thermo bottle. That's up for grabs for the best caller or text to have you covered uh, Dometic with their drinkware range. Fuel your adventure with Dometic drinkware. Yeah, time to talk some greyhounds with Simon Orchid from Greyhounds New South Wales, the dogs.com.au, home of greyhound racing. How are you, Simon? Fantastic, fellas. How are you doing? Uh, how many hours do you get Tony Mestrov back after last night's collapse uh, for Manly? <laughs> <laughs> Poor bugger. Yeah, look, Tony hasn't been seen since he signed that big deal. I don't no. know if he's already run off and spent it. He's, built a, he's bought somewhere in the Shire or over the northern beaches and just sitting up in his pad, mate. Watching his team go to work, ready to get get his hands dirty with the Seagulls. Tell you what, uh, geez, you're spending some cash at the moment. The Thunderbolt is on tomorrow at Grafton. It's the richest short course race in the world, worth seventy five thousand dollars. I feel like every time we speak, every time every race is the richest of that. something, isn't yeah, it? Every race is the richest. <laughs> yeah. It's spinning me out. I'm like, yeah. how many rich races are there yeah. in greyhounds? <laughs> Tell us about it, Simon. We need a new word. Yeah. We're going to have to use the thesaurus to find out what's the, what's another synonym for richest. Look, most lucrative. Yes. How about that? Yes. Um, mm. Yeah, the Thunderbolt, 75 grand. It seems like a drop in the ocean compared to the million bucks and the 500 grand we've thrown out the last couple of weeks. But yeah, look, boys, uh, state-of-the-art facility up in Grafton. We built that last year. We're heading up to the Thunderbolt. I'll be on the train and the plane tomorrow to land in Grafton to cover everything that goes on up there. And it's the last race of this four-pillar quartet of the world's richest races, I guess. We had the Million Dollar Chase, of course. The Country Classic was worth quarter of a million we had the gardens last week with the 715 miss esme took home 500 grand tomorrow for the scamper seventy five thousand dollars for the winner so can't wait to get up there 
Uh, and as I said, you mentioned Tony Mestrov off the top. Couldn't be done without him. With Wayne Billet, the CEO or deputy CEO now, uh, some great some great races for our participants and we look forward to spending some more cash tomorrow. I tell you what, this is a cracking concept. Uh, State of origin greyhound squads have also been named yesterday for New South Wales versus Queensland. Tell us about this. Yeah, how good is this? So we've basically got a revolving series between New South Wales and Queensland. It'll be held at Albion Park in Queensland this year. There's two $75,000 Group 3 listed races. So there's a sprint race, there's a distance race, in total, nine greyhounds will represent the Blues against the Maroons next month. So there's four in the sprint from both states, four in each distance race, and then you pick one dog and they go head-to-head. So it's a best-of-three series. Obviously, if you win the sprint, the distance, the match race doesn't matter. But last year, Jungle Juice ran home in the match race and won the title for the Blues, and we'll be looking to defend our title this year. And some of the best dogs, well, not some of, the best dogs have been included. She's a pearl, good odds cash. Jungle Juice, Dipping Kyrgios, uh, who else? Sound of Silence, Tiger Jack, they're all included in the Blues squad. And that'll be fine trimmed uh, in the next couple of weeks as we head towards State of Origin for the dogs. Uh, Tony M on the text line, it might be Tony Mestrov. He says uh, it happens to be the richest State of Origin greyhound uh, race in the world. Um, Most lucrative. <laughs> okay, speaking about lucrative, Adrian, we've got our pens ready. Simon, what have you got for us tonight at Weenie Park? Yeah, we're going to get our money early, fellas. Race one, number five, Lock and Varlona. Very fast chaser when he's up and going. He's run sub-30 when he parked a couple of times. Had a little stint down at Dapso. He had two wins and a second down there, but he's back in the city tonight. We think he's going to be a really, really hard dog to beat. Race one, number five, Lock and Varlona. And then race two, number three, Majestic Legend. Should be getting just over three bucks, which is a nice price for this dog for Mark Wilcox. He won last week. Couldn't have been more impressive. It was a real spank job in the end, about seven or eight lengths. In 26 career starts, boys, Majestic Legend has won 12 and had 12 minor placings. So only missed the money twice, and one of those was on debut all the way back in November of last year. So he's consistent, he's in form, he's in a great kennel, and he's at a backable price. Race two, number three, Majestic Legend, and race one, number five, Lock and Varlona at Wendy Park tonight. Tell you what, the uh, the place, I mean, I know it's only sort of uh, two to one on, but it looks... A, Looks a great price with those stats that you've churned out there. I've copped the tip as well, Simon, which uh, it's not all about taking. got to give some back. Uh, race four, number seven, Doonan. Do you know much about it? Love Doonan. Great dog. Uh, really good kennel under the care of Jody and Andy Lord. Uh, ran in the million-dollar chase final, the youngest competitor in that race. So, yeah, really classy dog, up-and-comer, but can run real time. Like a lot of these dogs, they've got to get luck out of the boxes. But at Wenty Park, Doonan's building a really good record. So, yeah, like the dog. Uh, going to prove to be a very rich dog, I reckon. I reckon he's going to go and win a lot of races. Hey, Simon, just a question without notice, which you may or may not know. Wenny Park, is there a box that has been the most prolific winner? Yeah, question without notice, and I'm going to answer without notice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. No idea, but I'll tell you what, next week, I'll do the research and I'll come back because I think we're out of lucrative races. So I'm going to have to give you something else. <laughs> yes. The yeah. most lucrative box. That's it. <laughs> exactly. The richest box. Uh, Simon, we appreciate your time once again, mate. Good on you, fellas. Have a great day. Have a great Saturday. Thedogs.com.au. Simon Orchard, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. Yeah, second hour of the program. You can catch the podcast if you missed the first hour. Fired up we were for 7-Eleven and you're never far away from 7-Eleven's 
classic slow-cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasta. You can call us, 1300-01-1170-0457-736-736. Twitter at 1170SEN is a way to do that. We welcome our listeners, however you're tuning in, perhaps 1170SEN in Sydney, 16.20am on the SEN Gold Coast, uh, perhaps SENQ in Brisbane, uh, driving the car up there in Queensland, or maybe through, as I mentioned belatedly, on the podcast. Just uh, wrapping up, in fact, we'll catch up on some of these texts before we dive into the chunkier topics. Hey, boys, um, in fact, can you read this out, Miss? It's got <laughs> <laughs> Man down, man down. We've got the first one. Hi, boys. The hard thing coming from South Sydney supporter is that Cody Walker is going from a hero to a flog in a very short time. Mark from Mortdale. So even his own fans are starting to turn on him now. Yeah, I didn't have a cough. I just didn't want to read that one out. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Mark. Uh, this one here. Haha, um, make Origin the best of the best in all roles. The best players, the best security guards, the best vendors, the best streakers. <laughs> Imagine all the conjecture. Uh, and regarding the selection like headaches that. for Queensland in relation to their streaker, uh, says Daniel from New Zealand. Uh, Waddy Holmes. I remember remember when Waddy Holmes streaked at ANZ Stadium? Yes. yes. I offered you that in my trivia. Uh, who ran for more metres in that particular origin? Waddy Holmes or Nate Miles? Waddy, Mo- <laughs> Holmes, Waddy, had fat ball guy. Waddy ran 83. <laughs> Nate Miles got 82 that particular that origin. Is a big fat ball guy? Yeah, yeah that's the one. It kind of wrecked the game for New South Wales. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that was a shocker. How would he have fared against your your uh, security guard <laughs> who's doing all the calisthenics oh, and everything? Like, he wouldn't have got he no chance. two metres. No, he wouldn't no have got chance. a metre. He wouldn't have got on the field. He was a stealth mate. <laughs> um, plenty of text messages coming through. Uh, Mark, there was rumour about James Seguiara to Manly. What has happened with that? Yeah, he's there. He's Black playing Town. for Blacktown Workers. Right. I saw him playing the other day. It wouldn't be a bad bench spot for the Manly, but they do have Dylan Walker. And so, they're also, that's their contingency plan in case the Fainu thing that we were talking about doesn't go the way they planned. Uh, I will say this. Um, I mean, obviously Manly want Tommy Turbo playing, but him being out, it's taken Ruben Garrick <laughs> to a whole new level. Mm, absolutely. He, he's, he's, he's very, he's playing a lot like Dylan Edwards, I reckon, Garrick. Yeah. 270 metres last night. He's got cheekbones that will not quit. (laughs) (laughs) They won't quit. Uh, Mark from Prairiewood, what you guys said about Parra and the juniors, do you think that manifests into why Parra can't get a premiership in the last 30 years? Doesn't help. Certainly doesn't help. That, you know, I, I imagine that <laughs> Parramatta side reasons. with, you know, uh, Schuster and Ola Kalaitu oh, yeah. and all, all of those other guys that uh, Manly yeah. have pinched over the last five or six years. On Schuster last night, the game's in the balance. They're coming down the side. Schuster goes no-look pass. Yep. I'm just seeing a bit of a trend with younger players at the moment. They figure out this trick they got in their bag, right? Lomax style. Like Lomax, the yep, flick yeah. pass. And they just go to – they dip into the well – Every single time. Like, I haven't seen Schuster look where he's passing now all season. I haven't seen him miss one, though, either. That's probably the first one where you go, that hasn't got under pressure. Target. Yeah, yeah, under pressure. But, it's, like, I get it. It's a, it's, a, it's a great play when they don't think he's going to pass. He doesn't look and he passes it. Same with Lomax. When he pulls off that flick, it's, it's awesome. But I just think sometimes some of these coaches need to say to the younger players, not every single time. Like, save it for when the opportunity arises. Yep. Did you say the... Yeah. 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 I, well, I, with, with Schuster, you know he's going to pass. Even though he's not looking. I know. You know yeah. he's going to yep. throw. Yeah. 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 I, um, I'm not... Everyone thinks he's a bona fide star, Schuster, Schuster. I'm not yet on that camp. I need to see a lot more uh, from that. Reptiles waiting on the, tech, on the call line. We'll get to that in a minute. Just to answer Mark's question, uh, just about Parramatta in the 30 years, yeah, I wanted to check this. So 
If you go through the Harold Matthews stats, which has been between under 15s, under 16s, under 17s, they've changed it a fair bit. But if you go through uh, premiers, runners up, minor premiers, it is decorated with blue and gold. It is absolutely owned by Parramatta. To give you an idea, the premiership tally, Parramatta have easily won the most premierships in the Harold Matthews, 20. 20 compared to the next best, which is seven for Penrith. So the junior base, they have dominated. So what's happening to these kids? Why yeah. have they been converted? That's yeah. right. Is that a development issue? Are they, are they, again, Maybe, are they, yeah. whenever they let one go, are they letting the wrong one go if there's yeah. a, a yeah. choice between two? That's yeah. right. So there's so many Parramatta juniors running around at other clubs. 20 premierships in the Harold Matthews. Penrith, who are almighty seven. Newcastle well re- represented at five, but Parramatta in a landslide when it comes to uh, those young teams. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The chairman of Cooey Corners on the line, the Reptile. How are you, mate? Oilish, Sugar, A-Man, and Magnum P.I. How are you? <laughs> <Got it right. laughs> what do you know? Well, I try not to know nothing. Then people ask me questions, so <laughs> I don't know nothing. Mate, you... you uh, boy, South Sydney. South Sydney. Mm. Right now, Cody Walker. Everybody get Cody Walker's back. I have uh, some connection with the club through a family member. His frustration is coming off the field more than on the field. Oh. He is sick and tired of people saying he's going to the Dolphins and all this. He signed with the club at the start of the year, took less money, and announced this is my club. And then two weeks later, he's going to Wayne Bennett. So, he, but he just needs to pull his head in on the field. And the other thing is, with the Lachlan Ilias taken off, like, no, that was a dumb call by the coach, but also we've got to realise this is a rookie coach too, with a rookie player. He didn't understand what was going wrong on that night. They just didn't show up. So he didn't, there must have been something going on at training because they, they were still in the dressing chest. Let's be honest. Yeah, they forgot to put the gear on. It's an interesting decision for South Sydney and Cody Walker in that they let Adam Reynolds go because he was supposedly too old. Mm. Cody Walker's 32 years old, off contract at the end of next year. Do they re-sign him for another year based on yeah. how he's going now? Like, what's their succession plan there? Mm. Do you know, Reptile? I reckon they sign him, give him a go. He's shown loyalty to the club. He's signed on. He could have got more money. He, he signed on less money. He, just got, he can't just throw the baby out with the barb water. Well, he's a young 32 insofar as he didn't start playing NRL yeah. until he's 26. 26. So, yeah. so he's not sort of uh, battle-scarred from, mm. from years no. of NRL. He's still quick too, still elusive. Hey, Reptile, your gut feel as a South fan, Latrell comes back. How does this season finish, do you believe, for a South fan? I think we come home with a storm because every single time you hear about Latrell, he's fit. Oh, he's, he's, he's the fittest he's ever been. And then you see him walk past you like, Jesus, that's fit, mate. I must be Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, like, <laughs> like Sam This time, I've seen a little clip of him on that, doing his coughing on the medicine ball, swinging the hula hoop, doing the old you know, cheerleader dance. But um, he, he said, Inkham, he looks fit for the first time I've ever seen him. Like, yeah. he's never been fit. Like, people say, oh, he's the fittest you've ever seen. That's all, mate. You need to go to a gym and Spec come savers. out with a reptile. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Arnie, Arnie, calm down. Uh, Arnie, can I ask you this? If I was coaching Latrell, given the issues he's had and given how demanding fullback is, I thought Taff looked quite sprightly the other night. I'd actually play Taff at fullback and uh, start with Latrell in the centres. What do you think about that? 100%. You just got to look at origin to what he does there. 
Yeah, it's not it's not just because he's throwing on a blues jersey he's doing that. He's got he can chime in when he wants to there. He's got all the energy in the world to throw somebody in the row seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Latrell at fullback, but I reckon start him at centre yeah, during his comeback. Give him a, a game or two to get his match fitness back, 100%. then put him back in the number one. The load's yeah. too much at fullback first up. Yeah. Did you take the family to Vivid last night, Reptile? Yes, I did, yeah. It was um, it, uh, I, tonight's the last night, so if anybody's looking for something to do, they don't have to pay for. Go out and see. It's actually really nice. <laughs> I've got a point on that. I want, I want to raise a point here. Oh, yeah. So we had the, earlier in the week, it may have even been late in the week, uh, the, the police came out and said, power shortage. <laughs> can, you not, can, you, can you not use your dishwasher before 8 p.m.? <laughs> yeah. Turn off the air conditioning. We are dead set lighting up the whole city <laughs> with what must be a oh. lifetime supply of electricity for any one household. That's, that's like Clark Griswold when yeah. he does the yeah. he gets the coins together yeah. in the that's national right. airport. Could you, could you believe <laughs> when they, they came out as oh. as they're saying that, I'm sitting at Bondi Junction having having dinner with my old man and I'm looking at the Harbour Bridge, yeah. which is absolutely lit up, <laughs> and they're saying we've got an electricity shortage. People at home, don't use your dishwasher. I know, no, that's, that's ridiculous. That's a G up, isn't it? <laughs> Seriously. Everyone's at home. With the beanie on under the candles. Oh, mate. Hey, Reptile, have yourself a good Saturday, Chairman. You yeah, too, and uh, I'll say one thing about the power shortage, mate, and with the city. You wouldn't want to be a creepy guy hiding, hiding in a dark at Vivid. You won't find a spot. <laughs> no, exactly. oh, reptile, before you go, um, just, just repeat your best, too. We don't mind a little uh, dabble here at uh, uh, crunch time. What was your best today? Oh, no, I've been off. I'm going to leave it alone today. Yeah, they already oh, raced and lost. Yeah. They're racing and lost. Oh. I didn't read it out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the missile. I saved your bacon. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm parking it. I'll, I'll regroup. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's responsible gambling. It is. Exactly right. Take a sec. Um, good on you, Reptile. <laughs> we'll chat soon, mate. See you, boys. Uh, there is a reptile. Uh, this is, uh, hey, Joel, Michael from Logan. Like the idea with the line dropout at the end of the halves, but what happens if the attacking team forces another line dropout? No, well, if that happens. Just one set. Just the one set. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, this might seem biased, but I think the Bulldogs are the team coming home with a wet sail from an old berry. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Have I've... you crunched the numbers at least just to entertain yourself? Yeah, it's yeah. doable. Is it? Yeah, it's doable. Without without the buyers, if they win this weekend, mm. they'd be 12th. You're a mathematical chance is what you say. Yeah, mathematical chance. So without the buyers. Without the buyers. Like, well, once we get the buy, yeah. we'd be, we'd so be up had, to 12. How stupid. You, you wouldn't know. have to say that They're comment. They're so dumb. Yeah, They yeah. are so dumb. But uh, talking about that, Ado Car, surely... What more can well, you Adrian, do? Well, Adrian, you've got the inside running typically. Have you, have you got any lean on and how these origin teams are going to present? Well, the the issue is that if you recall at Car, it's basically you're putting your hand up and saying we got it wrong in the first place, Great. aren't you? Yeah. And then, and then poor old Daniel Tupu gets resolved. Who played well. Who yeah. played well. Who played well. Who, interestingly, has been also uh, picked uh, in the Pacific Tests as well. So, that's a, that's so why has Abby Corusau not been picked for Fiji? a good question. Ooh, but, but it's, yeah. it's funny because all of these squads for the World Cup are going to start being named. So for for argument's sake, Italy will name James Tedesco, yes. although yeah. oh, okay. obviously not going to play. Okay. So they've picked Katoni Staggs and Daniel Tupu on the chance that they don't get picked for, for origin. Right. Um, but I expect that they both will. A centre wing combo of uh, Burton and Addo Carr. Yeah, well, well, I wouldn't it, hate that. Jack, Jack Wyden's out. He's out. So. Yeah, well, I've, I said for State of Origin 1, I, I mentioned the last six games 
with Burton alongside Luai and To'o. So you'd have to move To'o back to the left and the Fox on the right okay. if you wanted to go down that path. Yeah, yeah. They let one try in in that yeah. whole time. That's pretty yeah. That's pretty bloody good. Yeah. So and, and what you have also for Burton. So they had both halves, Queensland and New South Wales, both halves pairing, had 22 kicks in state of origin. And this yeah. is where I think was a big problem for New South Wales. Munster had nine. Cherry Evans had 13. <laughs> so close enough to 60-40. New South Wales, 22 kicks. How many did Nathan take, you reckon? Oh, probably 20. 20. 20. 20. And, uh, and, and I bet no one else hardly took a kick. Yeah, tw- yeah. 20 and two for Luai. And two for Luai. There so if you throw Burton so you know into the team going. and get a few of those big wild ones oh, up. Oh, mate. So a couple just, of those floaters from Burton in origin would be mint. I was, I th- Cleary didn't do one. That would be my first kick in origin. Burton. You know they're going to tear down at Cleary how they had success in the first thing. Yeah. When have Cleary standing there, when you fire it back to Burton and say, Bus, get this into yeah, you. That'd yeah, be my yeah. first kick in origin. He terrorised Gutherson again. Well, you were there live, Adrian. What, he did what did well, they look he like? did well, Gutho. Yeah, what did they look like live? It was unbelievable. Like It looks like it's gone beyond the stadium roof. Yeah, like, the and, crowd and Gutho, oohs and ahs, Gutho, don't they? I think, dropped one. Yeah. But he was unbelievable. He was pretty like, good they under, were yeah, really yeah. Good. And they were swirling. It was would have been a fullback's nightmare. Yeah. Bailey Simonson was less keen to get involved with it, wasn't he? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He, he was you, less keen to get involved with the game, yeah. if we're being honest. <laughs> you can understand that. Um, that's for sure. Sugar, I think you're dreaming for free again. Dreaming of the best presents come badly wrapped, says Paramat. Yeah, he's just... Uh, uh, putting the slipper in there about a few of my sayings. Uh, that's okay. Six to go play on. Uh, can only keep so many juniors, uh, Sugar, and Manly Roosters have to poach, so they get the juniors. That's exactly right. But they're obviously keeping yeah. some of the, the wrong, wrong ones, ones. because uh, to have so many premierships uh, not being converted is a little concern there. 0457 736 736 is the way to have your say. Uh, don't forget as well, we've got the Dometic uh, drinkware to give away, a thermo bottle, uh, which has you covered with their new drinkware range. Fuel your adventure with Dometic drinkware. This is crunch time, all thanks to 7-Eleven. You're never far away from 7-Eleven's classic slow-cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasty. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text 0457 736 736. You can tweet us at 1170SEN. Yeah, welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. James Magnus and Adrian Prezeko. I'm Joel Kane, brought to you by 7-Eleven. You're never far away from 7-Eleven's classic slow-cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasta. You can call 1-300-01-1170-0457-736-736. Tweet us at 1170SEN. Adrian, we'll start with you on this because it's getting a lot of noise. And it's become a, a sport in many ways, sack coaches. Mm. We've had three gone <laughs> yep. already. And we're only just past the halfway mark of the season. And there's probably four or five who aren't particularly super safe. Um, let's start with the Tigers and the noise around Cameron Serraldo. What are you hearing there? I find it quite extraordinary, actually. I can't remember the last time there was this much interest in an assistant coach. Yes. Now, the Tigers uh, welcomed uh, Cameron Serraldo in and they were pitching to him on Monday, <laughs> which in itself is Extraordinary. I mean, shouldn't Cameron Serraldo, who has only coached six NRL games as a caretaker when uh, Griffin got speared at the end of 2018, shouldn't he be pitching to them? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly. And I look, he's obviously very good at what he does. Um, the Tigers are talking about a development coach, which, again, I don't – every coach should be a development coach, shouldn't they? Of course they are. Yeah. Um, and the, the Tigers are particularly excited about the crop of youngsters they've got at the moment. Like, Tim Sheens describes it as the best – 
group of youngsters since Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrow emerged pre-2005. Really? I haven't heard that. Well, they've, yeah, just, okay. they've just won the Harold Matthews. Matthews. Oh, yep, yep. I hadn't heard that. But, okay. but it's uh, it's amazing the um, just that the, everyone's going all in for Serraldo in a way. It, it's probably even more so than Craig Fitzgibbon, who obviously did a very long and distinguished it is more so. a, a, apprenticeship. And, you know, there have been suggestions that Gus hasn't met with him, like, disregard that, Gus yeah. has met with him. They're, they're keen on him as well. Gus is the biggest yeah. fibber. But, well, but, Gus has come out and said, though, he wants an experienced old hand or along those lines. I am paraphrasing. Which, again, is a fib if he's going for Cameron <laughs> yeah. Serraldo. But, yeah. you know, uh, there was similar hype about Trent Barrett and how did that work out? Yeah, yeah. Know, that's like, right. Honestly. Like, and, and who's to say... Garth Brennan? Yeah, uh, yeah, Garth Brennan yeah. as well. But, you know, nobody's talking about Dean Young. Like, what about what he's done at North Queensland? Yeah. Looking after their defence, it was absolutely porous at the end of last year. Um, and I know they leaked a few uh, last night, but they've been the big improvers. Of course and they have. No one's talking about him. He had a little stint as a caretaker as well, so he, he's got a taste of it. But there are so many other, you know, good young coaches. Um, you know, there's Christian Wolf, and we know that the Warriors are interested in him. And there's also talk about him potentially being the successor to Wayne Bennett. So if he wants, he can potentially go there as an assistant, do a couple of years under the great man and potentially take over. Um but it's a it's a big risk, isn't it? Like, who's to say that Jim Dimmick's better than Josh Hannay is better than Steve Hales is yeah. better than yeah. anyone else? And is uh, it, beyond Christian Wolf, is there anybody else in the Super League that could come across? Like when Trent Robinson came across, that was a masterstroke. Yeah, is there that, any anyone else that we have? John's boys are talking about Sean Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's funny, and we talked about it last week. Like St Helens has been the stepping stone, hasn't it? Like how many um, blokes way back, going back to Daniel Anderson, even have coached at St Helens, really yeah. strong, yeah. And, have, and have gone through. So who's that now? Uh, that's that's Christian. Wolf oh, yeah. at the, moment. the, the, the and, problem there is where you've got to be really, really careful. Is the Super League is not like the National Rugby League. The Super League, there are games where, like last week, Canterbury beat Parramatta. Yeah. And that can happen each and every week. And we saw it with St. George and South, whatever else. That does not happen in the Super League. It's the haves and the have-nots, right? So, right. so you, there are games where you're going to turn up and you are just going to win. Even if you play nowhere near your best, you are just going to win. Right. Penrith are winning games, but they are playing so well all the time. You don't need to do that. So there is a bit of a... False economy, I think, with taking those, and I'm not suggesting this is the case with Christian Wolf. You know, Justin Holbrook's finding it hard. Nathan Brown found it hard coming yeah, back. Yeah, it's not a gimme part here's having a, success over there. Here's a question, yeah. then. I'll give you three options, and you pick your head coach from these three options. The best coach in the New South Wales or Queensland Cup, like head and shoulders above everyone. Mm. The best assistant coach in the NRL, head and shoulders above everyone, or the best coach in the Super League. Which one do you choose for your head NRL coach? Probably best assistant for me. Uh, yeah, I, may, maybe, but how do you how do you ascertain the best assistant? How do how do we yeah, know, the, how do we actually know that Cameron's the assistant at the best club? Yeah, okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. yeah. So, so but, but some assistants have more autonomy than others. See, mm. I, I think Adrian raises a very very valid point. How do we know that Cameron Serraldo? He's a better assistant coach than Dean Young. But even yeah. if you, you go to the Super League and you're the West Tigers looking at someone, Brett Hodgson is coaching the Super League. He's at Hull FC, which yeah. is a, a bit of a battling club. And right. they're sort of a mid-table team. But but that's not a bad coaching no, performance for right. Yeah, yeah. I just think with the assistant coach thing, what I keep hearing is such a huge part of being 
head coach of the NRL team is that you have to deal with players and their lives outside of the sport and, you know, dealing with list management and all that kind of stuff. If you're the head coach in New South Wales Cup or Queensland Cup, you're doing that, not at the same level, right? But you're still dealing with those yeah. same issues. Whereas an assistant coach, you're just like a mate to yeah. the players. The assistant like, coach is everyone's friend, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But speaking about assistant coaches, and I, I need to be very, very transparent here. Stephen Price is my best mate. So, I'm, But in 2013, this is like 10 years ago, he was offered one of the prize jobs in the competition 10 years ago at St. George Illawarra, following Wayne Bennett, right? So he was then a baby, right? Since yeah. then, he's he took over Warrington, who were, they were running ninth at the time. He got him to a grand final, uh, won a Challenge Cup, went to another Challenge Cup. So he has to be a better coach now than what he was then, but seemingly not really in the conversation. Defensive coach to the Dragons, to Bennett, when they broke the drought. Defensive coach to Flanagan when they held the Storm to two tries yeah. uh, when the Sharks broke the drought. So there's another one where it's you're either the flavour of the month or you're not. And you could argue that, yes, Rialdo's there, but possibly what he's achieved in the 10 years is yeah. superior to what Sorrello's done. It's, what, it's, what about Steve Price at the Dragons where they announced his re-signing at the Anzac Day game? Do you remember yeah, that? At halftime. Yeah. And then ended up reselling not but he, long he, after. He, he was very young at the time and he handled yep. the media very poorly. But right. also, too, he was uh, incumbent to a back-ended contract. So the Dragons <laughs> have won the comp, heavily yep. back-ended contracts. Players were, were, were gone, had gone. Darius Boyd had gone to Newcastle. Taking over from Costigan, Wayne Bennett's taking not over a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we're seeing with Demetrio. Look, look at Newcastle, Seabold. look at Souths. Yep, Broncos. Yep. Wayne, Wayne is a great share trader. Wayne knows when to go. He sees the roster. He knows he knows when to bail out. You okay. do not take a job after Wayne Bennett. Yep. I saw Anthony Seabold in here um, at SEN. Yeah. It, I know things went wrong at Brisbane, right? But f- even for Brisbane to offer him that contract and it's like, not his fault. He, no. Yeah. He must. He must be a good coach. Of course he is. Why, yep. why aren't we talking about That's him right. at all? And he'd be better for those experiences. Yeah. So that's exactly right. The cab rank of the coaches, not currently the NRL. Right, but Serraldo's, as you said, he's the flavour of the month and yep. everyone's falling yeah. over themselves in the same way that Fitzgibbon was, in the yep. same way that Holbrook was, Doesn't necess- in the no. same way Barrett, Barrett was, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful. Yeah. Tell, you, tell you a story about Price. Like, and, and this, well, I love the bloke, he's so rock solid. Trent Robinson had tried to get him there to be his assistant coach. And he, he he's a man of his word. If a handshake's a handshake, he had no contract with the Sharks but he'd done a handshake deal with Flanagan. He said, mate, I can't come because I've done a handshake deal with Flanagan, and for me, that's a deal, right? And that's him. So he said, but I suggest you go and have a chat to another mate of mine, Justin Holbrook. So Robbo then got introduced to Justin Holbrook on the back of the advice of Pricey. Holbrook goes there, uh, ultimately works out really well with Robbo. Robbo endorses him for the St. Helens job, goes to St. Helens, and therefore comes back. So it's funny how the world sort of pieces together, isn't it? Yeah, that would have been a good platform for him if he had gone to the Roosters. But on Holbrook. Jason Riles, where's he in the pecking order? Well, again, we're not talking Roosters. about him, but, you know, he could, you know. Uh, uh, do you, And do you think really, like, we're so conservative as well. Like, it's almost that analogy <laughs> of we, we keep recycling coaches. It's like when you're sitting there, and yeah. I, I mentioned at the the other day, it's like at Sushi Train when that same little salmon nigiri <laughs> keeps going around. Does, does it look any more appealing the yeah. fifth time that you've seen no. it? Like, honestly, but we're not yeah. talking about him. We're not talking no. about ben and, uh, the Walker brothers. 
Um, we're not talking about, you know, do we go really left field like a Michael Checker or yep. someone like that who would bring a whole new spin on the and look at the game in a different way who, who's got a great yeah. love or even an Eddie Jones post-World yep. Cup. Yep. Those sorts of people. But we always do the same thing and get the same result. On the Walker brothers, I was hot on the Walker brothers, but I can't – they're not even coaching now. Yeah. So how can you – yeah, you what, what's the go with that? They're not at Ipswich. Well, but but they've they've said that listen, we're prepared we're prepared to sign a contract that says we'll come and if we don't get you to the finals in year one, we're out the door. You won't have to sack yeah. us, we'll leave. Yeah. The Warriors should do that. Yeah. The Warriors the, should do the that. The Warriors should do that. Yeah. Oh hello. Uh, Sparty's on the line. Uh one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh where the hell have you been? Sparty, how are you, mate? How are you boys? All right? Oh I'm um, <laughs> Joel's my name, how are you? <laughs> You can call me Spart. I'll drop the Y. Oh. Uh, rebranding, Joel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just, Sorry, uh, Spart. A little bit of time. Yeah, no worries. Um, mate, uh, interesting conversation because I'm, I'm just on my way in from golf and I, firstly, I just need to share this with you. Mm. Play golf today and anybody who's played golf knows that putting and chipping can just get so far into your head. Uh, Brett Ogle, for example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and many others. Brian Fletcher. We, so we had three blokes... So there's three of us that I knew, and we had one spot in our group today, so a random's logged in. Have I have never seen anything like it. So he's a right-hander, and he's and he's totally... Um, both his arms are functioning, no problems with either arm. Mm. He putted one-handed. And oh. so right-hander, putter in his right hand, left hand rested um, supperly on his left thigh, <laughs> and the bloke didn't miss. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. And obviously you have a lot of questions. Um, and the first question I asked him, I said, so given that most people putt two-handed, do you do things two-handed that normal people do? <laughs> <laughs> right. and, that is the logical and, next um, question. He, did, he didn't quite know how to take that. Um, but uh, anyway, so there's that. That was an interesting experience. But just on the coaches... You know, you're talking about the young blokes, how um, uh, Serraldos and, and I guess even Barrett a couple of years ago and all that. I reckon clubs are desperate to get career coaches and that's why they go for the young blokes. And they hope, just like you sign a young halfback, for example, that shows potential. Maybe that's what they're doing because they look at the Bellamy experience and, you know, and Robbo and, and, and Wayne Bennett, of course, and they just, they're just, are they, are they throwing the dart, throwing a few darts and hoping? Well, yes, they are. But the, the other part to look at it is, Sparty, that if you're not that next kid off the block, then you probably failed because you haven't got a job at the moment. You know, like those... Let's see, Paul Green's an interesting one, Sparty. Um, sorry, Spart, because you rebranded. And I hope you call again before you rebrand yeah, drop, a Spar. Drop, drop. Um, and you drop the T. Um, Spart. Uh, Paul Green. Now, now, is Paul Green a good coach or not? Or was he just the benefit of having just an absolute superstar, Jonathan Thurston and Tao Malolo? And he's, well, I don't know. It's, it must be both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do both. Thoughts? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, well, I, I guess he is a good coach because he did have success. But your example of Steve Price, and there was someone else's name who came into my mind, Phil Econovan. Phil Econovan. Phil Econovan. I don't know. What happened? You know, what happened to those guys? Mm. Like, where, what are they doing? And, and you don't just stop learning how to, or knowing how to coach. And the wisdom and stuff that you accrue with age... Surely that's a factor. Neil Henry was going all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, well, he fell out with Jared Hayden. He doesn't want to double first. He basically said to the club, it's either him or me, and 
he probably regrets that decision. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Sparty, just before you go, yeah. mate, if you had a club, who's yep. leading the hierarchy for you? Who's the who's the number one coach in your mind available for your club, the Sparts? Well, well, I'm gonna I'm given I follow the dogs and have food. Yeah, long, Sparty. Long time, I am prepared to back to back how I started this phone call off. I would throw a dart and I would get Serralda. Right. That's what I'd do. Okay. Yep. But, but incumbent on that is that Phil Gould is there for at least another two to three years to be to be with him in, in some capacity. Yes. In some capacity. I don't think you want to throw him to the wolves at a, such an established club that's been going so ordinary for so long. So, um, and maybe it doesn't have to be Phil Gould. Maybe it's Mick Potter in some other role. I don't know. But if, if you're asking me, I, I would want Serraldo at the dogs. That would yep. be what I'd do. Well done, Spartan. Yeah. Uh, secondary uh, to that too. Yeah, I'd, I'd spend all your money. Yeah. <laughs> well, secondary to that yeah. is, uh, if Penrith had so much success with him being this brilliant uh, assistant coach, well, when you go to the Bulldogs, you need Cameron Serraldo needs another Cameron Serraldo because it's as important to have that An depth assistant coach. across yeah. things. Spartan, great to chat, mate. Um, don't leave it too long next time, please. Right, oh, there he is. Uh, the smart man, uh, Dunny says, smart is very good at long form conversing. Absolutely, good to have him back on the airways. That one hand putting is rare. I've never wow. seen that. I love the question what around the two the hands. Broomstick. Is that, that that's outlawed, I think it got it? banned. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah, textile yeah. suit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the best broomstick putter? And we yeah. had the textile yeah. merchant. Yeah, that's, but... right. that's exactly right. Uh, this is crunch time. Uh, and don't forget as well, we've got the Dometic thermal wear to give away, uh, thermal drink wear, that is, uh, to give away as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. where the smart man might be in front for the time being. He might be the clubhouse leader. Plenty more still to come. The call line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We'll catch up on these texts 0457 736 736. Yeah, we are gearing up for this afternoon's footy. Thanks to Dometic. Uh, you can go on your next adventure, Dometic.com. By the way, Sharks versus the Titans coming up after us. You'll have the full call. Matty White, Timmy Manor, and Gary Belcher is down here for the call as well. The game in Coffs Harbour, of course. Looking forward to that. Dale Finucane is listed amongst the reserves. So they have dearly missed him, Dale Finucane. Uh, interesting to see. Tell you what, they've got to sort this goal kicking out. You, yeah, you can't keep going yep. up by four. No, that was really bad last week. Yeah, um, you had you had the minus twenty eight and a half. Didn't yeah, you? that 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 might have been. And you would have got it. <laughs> yeah. You would have got it with the goal kicking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that yeah. when I was watching it. Yeah, I, maybe that was my consideration as well. <laughs> AJ Brimson, who missed for COVID last week, this is a a few key ins here potentially for the Titans. Uh, he returns at fullback, which means Asako. Goes to the wing. Issen Masters has been dropped to the reserves. But I do note that Kevin Proctor is back into the squad as well. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Now, this was what I thought this was a very nice tribute from the National Rugby League boys. The Warriors have given so much to this game here in Australia and sacrificed more than any club, really. So as a parting gesture, the NRL have said, OK, here's your final game. Uh, hosting in Australia. <laughs> I know where you Here's go. the Panthers. <laughs> the Premiers. Isn't that a nice gesture? Oh, man. This could be the biggest score of the season. It well, could. Uh, Tony Kemp, what did he Tony say? Tony Kemp said 100. 100. What's, what's the biggest you, in, in recent memory? I called Maybe a game. 60s? No, I called a game in Canberra. And I reckon Canberra won 70 to 10 versus Penrith. Terry Campisi, unbeknownst to him. And I'll do a little challenge for the listeners, actually. Terry Campisi scored four or five tries and they scored on the bell and they had a kick. This may have been the same day or very close to when Sonny Bill Williams took off out of the Bulldogs, yeah. left the country. Yeah. But 
they had a kick right in front. And this kick was to break the all-time point-scoring record for Canberra. So unbeknownst to Terry Campisi, he and Mal Meninga were on the same points. And then somebody said, can I have a kick? And Terry gave it to him wow. and kicked the goal. So let me know if you know who the kicker was. Is that a bit like Mark Taylor declaring, yep. you know, like in a way, do you want to beat Mal Meninga? No, that's right. That's yeah. a very good point. Tying with the Don on that's 334. Right. Tie with the Don. Exactly right. Adam Fanua Blake is a massive in for the Warriors after recovering from a foot injury. He'll start a prop. Bunty of four dropping back to the interchange. Uh, youngster Ronald Volkman will make his NRL debut at 5-8, pushing Chanel Harris-Tavita to the bench. I like that. Chanel said he's not playing next year. I don't know why they persevere with him. Uh, Jesse Arthurs comes into the centres at the expense of Rocco Berry. Isaiah Yeo returns for the Premiers, having uh, the week off last week. Of course, the HIA in origin. Adrian, did you come across the situation where apparently there's a Fox League interview and in the background, Josh Curran was getting stuck into Sean Johnson. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. But you would think that when I, I heard early in the week that Ronald Volkman was playing mm. and I wouldn't have been surprised if Sean Johnson was dropped. Now, I understand with Harris Tavita leaving, what, you know, yeah. you've, you've got to keep him. And I think he's contracted for next year as well. But hasn't he just fallen off a cliff, Sean Johnson? Well, he's Johnson. checked out. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sean Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, though. They've come out the club missile and said their next game back at home against the Tigers. They are, he'll be playing. Sean Johnson is there. So that's almost like a, an acknowledgement for everything that he's done, but they're not picking him on form nah. because he's, he's mm. not a first grader the way he's playing at the moment. He's mm. not. It's, it's quite sad, actually. Fullman Golden Boot winner yep. as well. This is a big game. So you've got in one room, you've got the honesty session. In the other room, you've got the honesty session. Who's been the most honest? The Eels and the Roosters. <laughs> this is this one for Adrian. Well, firstly, we know Luke Keery's not playing. That's a massive yeah. out. Yeah. And we've seen the bounce back factor, haven't we? Like already this season, several times after after someone was lapped. Um, but like Parramatta at home, they just can't. You know, they can't do that again. Yeah. And the Roosters, as we said, they're, they're actually in danger of missing the eight. Crazy. I mean, like they're in ninth position. They're well, playing Parramatta, and they've got Penrith next week. Who would have thought that at the start crazy. of the year? That and, is and, crazy. And when they started slowly, you always think like that's a team that's going to build into their season. Trent Robinson really times it well, and every I just kept thinking this will be the week that they they flick on, and it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Uh, it's a big game. Uh, I, I actually, I'm tipping Parramatta in a big win. Parramatta have lost four times this year, so everyone's sort of throwing them out. But they've only lost four games, and I will tell you this. Four times they've lost. They've bounced back with a big win four times. Once they beat Penrith in Penrith. Once they beat Melbourne in Melbourne. So Ooh, I think they bounce I back. Like the, the issue is that they lose. They can beat Penrith in Penrith and Melbourne in Melbourne, but then they lose to the Tigers and Bulldogs. But this, is, makes, this is a game they no, get up for, though. This is it? one that they should be yeah, they should. firing up. Uh, plenty more still to come. After this, we'll give out the uh, the best text or call. Uh, you in the uh, Thermo. Thanks to Dometic. Uh, make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Not far away, Badge. Uh, Timmy Manor and Matty White with the call, which will be the Sharkies and the Titans. A break it back with more. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, it was a good week for the Crunch Time team. Hitting a $7 try score a multi on Sunday. 23 people copied that bet as well. One of the great things about Dabble. Uh, I know you're critical of these guys' stats, but they got up again. Well, you know, it's not fair when it's just me versus the whole team. Now you've got a lot of important <laughs> jobs. From the crunch time team, it's just me on my lonesome, myself and God, yeah. Trevor Gilmore. So we're just out there by ourselves doing our best. 
That's um, right. You well, seem to put, want to put a team up against us to, to try and defeat <laughs> us. So uh, hats off to the Crunch Time team, but I'm confident that um, I'll be able yeah. to uh, get one back on them this weekend. We only do that because we know you can do it, Tats. That's the thing. We, we, we go, we, this man has belief in himself. He's battled his whole life. He can do it again, which we're absolutely loving. <laughs> I mean, now you've been facetious. So. <laughs> oh, never. I would never. Uh, yeah, before we get to the crunch time bets, uh, how good is this? One of the dabblers on, uh, on the app this week, well, last week, rather, eight-leg NRL multi. It was paying 174 to one as well, which I is saw insane. It. I saw that. Yeah, it brings, yeah. brings tears to your eyes when you don't copy it and follow mm. it. But, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a risky bet, really risky bet, um, as they are when you add as many multis as, as that one was on the weekend. But, yeah, just a, an amazing victory. Absolutely. And Mickey's mail rounded out as well with a 21 same-game multi. 51 people ca- uh, copying that, which means 51 dabblers having a win. But let's have a look at the crunch time team. Uh, they've gone the Cronulla Sharks to win by over six and a half. Uh, then the Warriors taking on the Panthers, over 39.5 points there, and the Roosters to get the win over the Eels. Any thoughts there? That's interesting, but I agree with the Sharks and Titans one. Also, the um, also I, I believe the, the Panthers will be able to cover that spread quite easily on their own. Mm. And um, it's a difficult one. Um, the the Parramatta and the Roosters one is a really difficult one to pick. Because um, yes. you don't know which way the Parramatta are always going to reply. Now, statistically this year, when Parramatta have been beaten and disappointingly beaten, the following week they went and beat Melbourne and Melbourne. And then mm. when they got beaten again later on in the rounds, they went to Penrith and beat Penrith at Penrith. So after being beaten by the Bulldogs last week, um, statistics will show us that the Parramatta Eels should hit back and hit back hard. So I don't mind that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been hard to. Like, Roosters has been hard to pick as well this year, so it's, yeah. a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. What are you liking this week? Well, I'm going to cover a couple of sports. Uh, anytime try scorers, I'm going to start with that Cronulla game, which is uh, uh, Sifa Talakai on that left hand side for Cronulla to score against the Gold Coast Titans. Um, mm-hmm. Also taking uh, Stephen Crichton, who plays on that right hand side, to score uh, against uh, the Warriors. And then Will Penasini in that Parramatta and Roosters game to score on his side of the field. And then skip across to boxing, uh, Arda uh, Betabiev, which he's fighting yep. up against Joe Smith Jr. I'm saying Betabiev, who's had 17 fights, 17 wins by KO. Uh, I think he'll beat Joe Smith Jr. in that fight, that world title fight tomorrow. Well, you know what? We've got you as an expert for the NRL, but we might have to put you as an expert for the boxing as well. I know you love doing that and that's one of the great things about dabble stats you can follow people that know a lot about other sports uh, we are also keeping an eye on mickey's mail he's bet this week he's already got his first three legs up it's paying 19 dollars go on you can download the app follow the crunch time nrl team follow stats 13 who is go on have a dabble dabble socially and gamble responsibly enjoying crunch time banter check out dabble banter channels and copy crunch time bets go on have a dabble gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858 Today on SEN, the Cronulla... Ah, yes, I've been to the Dometic board, the Dometic drinkware uh, winner goes to Daniel from New Zealand. So well done to you, Daniel. You have scooped the prize there. Hey, Adrian, uh, is Brad Arthur under pressure at Parramatta? Only three finals wins in nine years, although very featured in uh, finals. Defensively, they are fragile and inconsistent. If Parramatta the top eight, is BA gone? Mickey from Mascot. I don't think they'll miss the top eight, but he has got a poor finals record. They did extend him because they've seen improvement over the last few years, but the pressure will be on come September 
and hopefully October. We are back next week. Miss Ollie, you on tomorrow? Yep. From I'm midday. Crunch time back tomorrow as well from noon. Seven uh, Eleven, you're never far away from Seven Eleven's classic slow cooked Australian beef pie or traditional veggie pasty. Coming up next. The Sharks take on the Titans from Coffs Harbour. Matty White, Tim Manor, Gary Belcher. They're your call team. And as I mentioned, uh, Julian King, Steve O'Keefe will join the missile tomorrow. Quick tip today, boys. Uh, 100 points. 100 <laughs> points. Parramatta <laughs> to bounce back. Maestro, thank you very much to our Close listeners. Up. Thank you very much. Stay tuned here. Plenty more still to come on SEN. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.